Welcome to Dinosaur George Kids. A show for anyone who loves dinosaurs. Dinosaur George has studied paleontology for over 50 years and has performed live to over 4 million students across the world. So sit back and enjoy today's show. Now, here's Dinosaur George. future paleontologist. I'm Dinosaur George and welcome to the podcast. This particular podcast is really kind of special because we are recording it while we are live streaming at on our Facebook page, the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page. We're live streaming it. So throughout this podcast, I might be mentioning people that are joining us. So for instance, if I say hi to Lucas or Idris Carcarodontosaurus, or um, uh, to my buddy Rhodey, to Daryl Ferguson, who is like a brother, uh, to Ginny Raptor, to all of you out there, welcome to the podcast. It's the day after Thanksgiving here in North America, so if you celebrated Thanksgiving, I hope you enjoyed it very much. Um, I hope everybody can hear me okay. Ashley, it says that you can't hear, but that might have been when we were playing that intro music, okay? So hopefully you guys can all hear me again who are watching the uh, uh, watching the recording of this podcast. Hi, Ashley Raptor. Glad to have you with us. So a couple of notes I want to mention. First of all, all Patreon members got the opportunity to, to suggest topics for the upcoming episode at the beginning of March. T-Rex members got the exclusive benefit to vote on the episode topics based off of the suggestion of all members of the 73 members that voted 25% voted for Nanuxaurus, which happens to be the name of the feature creature for this particular episode. Alex brother, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family is great seeing you. Ashley Raptor. Here's a massive hello back to you. And again, for those of you that are listening to this podcast, we are uh, streaming it live. And so I am referencing people that are coming on um, to say, hey, and yes, Gilbertosaurus, I can't wait to see you tomorrow out at the museum. All right. So uh, 25% voted for today's subject matter. And then uh, 20% voted for Bone Wars, which is another one that we'll need to do, which in fact, I want to mention to everybody out there that uh, it is uh, Alexis who is our director who handles all things social media. So that was me clapping for Alexis. And by the way, for everybody, uh, my assistant, the one and only Leadosaurus Rex is here to assist me in this podcast as well. So um, a couple of things to talk about. That is the museum and gift shop here in San Antonio is open 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. every weekend, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. every weekend. I will be there. Tomorrow, which is November, what, 25th and 26th, right? I don't know. I think it is. I will be there tomorrow all day, and I will be there uh, Sunday all day. And then in the month of December, I will be out at the, um, at the museum and gift shop every weekend 
except for December 17th. December 17th, I have to be gone. And so I plan on being there every weekend. So if you live in or around San Antonio, or if you happen to be visiting San Antonio, then uh, please come by the museum and gift shop. We are located within Trader's Village in San Antonio. If you go to our website, dinosaurgeorge.com, or if you watch social media, we will post the address. I'd invite you to all come out to see this amazing exhibit. We've got some amazing things out there. Uh, And then we have a gift shop as well. So if you're looking for unique gifts, in fact, let me tell you, I was out there today bringing in a ton, a ton of fossils, uh, literally starting at $5 and going up from there. And then we're running a big sale, a bunch, a bunch of sales of a bunch of stuff. So um, uh, please come out there and visit us, and I'm sure you will love it. Uh, Remember, if you come out to the store and you are a Patreon member, please remember to tell us that so you can get your discount. For those of you that would like to become a Patreon member, we would love to have you with us. You being a Patreon member helps us do a lot of cool stuff. And so you can find on all of our social media platforms how to become a Patreon member, or you can go to dinosaurgeorge.com and sign up there. You'll find the Join the Club uh, log there, and you can become a member as well. Parents, it would make a neat a Christmas gift or holiday gift or Hanukkah gift, depending on if you um, if you celebrate any of those, it would make a great gift. Leslie, I see you're on with us. Leslie, I would love to see you. I'd just love to see you. It's been so long since you and I have seen each other. I love you. I love your family, and I'd love to see you out there as well. Um, hi, Maggie Soros Rex. Glad you're joining us. And uh, I'm so happy to see that you uh, you guys are all with us. Okay, so uh, let's get into our feature creature right now. It's time for our feature creature segment. If you would like to suggest a creature, go to the Dinosaur George Kids podcast page at dinosaurgeorge.com or post your suggestion on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page. Now, here is your feature creature. All right. Our feature creature for this podcast was voted, was recommended by our Patreon members and voted on by our T-Rex members. That's the highest tier. So they voted, and uh, their vote was for Nanooksaurus, which is an interesting dinosaur. Now, its name in English translates to polar bear lizard. Polar bear lizard. That's a pretty interesting name. So do you think then that that animal was found in, uh, say, South America or found in North America? Letosaurus Rex, what do you think? No. No is a good guess. Nanooksaurus was first named and scientifically described in 2014. Now, that's relatively new. That's a relatively new discovery. And Dr. Tony Anthony Fiorillo, who is, uh, or Fiorillo, is a paleontologist that I would love to bring on and have interview during um, one, of our, one of our podcasts. Uh, Endosaurus Rex, glad to be, uh, glad you're with us, buddy. Um, so, um, 
Uh, Nanuxorus was named and discovered, uh, or scientifically named, in 2014. It was discovered in 2006. Now, I've talked about this before. How can they discover something in 2006, but it's not named until 2014? Why would that be the case? Well, it's because when a new dinosaur is discovered, paleontologists have to do a lot of work before they can give it a scientific name. If, if there wasn't controls like that, you would have hundreds of dinosaurs being given names every day only to find out, nope, they should have never named it that. They have to basically prove that what they found is a new species. They have to prove that. And by doing that, they have to talk about what was found. They have to describe the bones. They have to talk about where it was found what formation it was found in, then they have to compare it to other discoveries. Is it the same thing that somebody else found before? Or is it indeed a new species? And if they can prove all of those things, if they can describe everything about it, then a the, their peers, other people in paleontology, can read all that work. And if everybody agrees, not every single person in the world, but if enough peers agree, then it's given a new name and enough was found to justify giving Nanuxorus its name. It's, it was prepared in Dallas, which is kind of close to us because we're based in San Antonio. So it was, it was uh, found relatively, um, it was found relatively new and it was being uh, prepared, which is very exciting. And let me talk about how, what do you mean by prepared? What do you mean it's prepared? When fossils are found in the ground, Sometimes there is rock stuck to them. We call that matrix. Or sometimes they're broken into pieces and have to be glued back together again. See, when bones are found, most of the time, they don't just take the bone out of the ground, maybe like you see in the movies. No, they don't take the bones out of the ground. They take the ground around the bone with the bone out of the ground. They take it all. So that it all stays together. Well, somebody has to clean all that up. Somebody has to go through. They have to clean it. They have to prepare it. And that's what we mean by prepared. When you go to a museum and you see these fossils, you may be looking at hundreds or thousands of hours of people working to carefully put all those bones back together again. So that was being done in Dallas, which is kind of cool. That's, that's kind of neat. I kind of like that. Um, now, what they found was the skull, mostly the skull. And they estimate, now keep in mind, when all you find are a few things, a few parts, you have to estimate how big it is, right, Lita? Yeah, yeah you can't, you don't know for sure, but a lot of science goes into that. So based on what was found, they have estimated Nanuxaurus to be between 5.5 and 6 meters long. That means 18 to 20 feet long. Listen, that's 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 pretty big, right? 18 to 20. That's longer than probably all your vehicles, any vehicle that you all drive. I drive a crew cab four-wheel drive F350 long bed truck, and it's 17 feet long. It's a big truck. This dinosaur lower estimates are it's a foot longer than my truck. So don't think of this as a tiny dinosaur at all. Now, the other thing about it 
is that since they only found the skull, they don't know if it was full grown yet, right? They only found one specimen. Was it full grown? There are certain ways to look at a skeleton to kind of estimate whether it's an adult or not, but they don't know if this was an adult. The possibility is it could have been even bigger. But right now, based on what they found, it's about half the size of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. It may have weighed anywhere between 500 to 900 kilograms or 1,100 to almost 2,000 pounds. Again, this is a big animal. This is a very, very large animal comparative to you and I. It was found in Alaska. It was found in Alaska. Now, the first thing somebody might say is, well, wait a minute. If it was found in Alaska, wouldn't that then mean that it was freezing cold? Yes. During certain times of the year, it was very cold. And you know what that does? That blows out of the water the idea that dinosaurs are cold-blooded, slow-moving reptiles. We've talked about this in a number of podcasts. We know, we know that based on the evidence, dinosaurs are not cold-blooded lizards. They belong in the reptile family, but they're different. They are their own thing. They're probably not warm-blooded like mammals, but they're certainly not cold-blooded. And finding dinosaurs that lived in places that would have experienced cold winters is a perfect explanation for why scientists believe that dinosaurs were not cold-blooded, slow-moving, tail-dragging lizards. Because they're not. They are not. All right. It belongs to the group called Tyrannosaurids. Now, scientists put dinosaurs into groups, right? First, we have the big group, which includes all dinosaurs, the Dinosauria. They're all in there. But then we divide them into two groups, Sauriscian and Ornithischian. We divide them into subgroups. Then under those subgroups, we have other groups. Think of it like a tree. The trunk comes out of the ground and then it begins to branch and it branches with big branches. And then off of that, little branches grow. Well, that's kind of sort of what scientists do. So we have Dinosauria as the big family, then Sauriscian and Ornithischian. We branch those off. And this one fits into the Sauriscian family. Then the Sauriscian family is divided between sauropods and theropods. Theropods mean meat eaters. So this dinosaur branches off to theropod. And then within the theropod branch, we have other branches like Allosaurids, Carcharodontosaurids, Tyrannosaurids. Well, Nanuxaurus fits into the Tyrannosaurid group. So it is a relative of T-Rex, Rex, Tyrannosaurus Rex. It is a relative of Tyrannosaurus Rex. Now, they've only found one skull. They've only found one, and that was not a complete skull, so they've only found one. So there's a possibility 
that there's some amazing features that we think. But you know what? By looking at the bones of that one skull and comparing it to all other dinosaurs, that's how they know it fits into the family of tyrannosaurs. Because you might ask yourself, well, wait a minute. If all they found was the skull, how do they know it's not a carcharodontosaurid or an allosaurid? How do they know? Or was it a raptor? How do they know? Because each group of dinosaurs that are separated into smaller groups all have features, things that are similar to each other. And that's how they know it became, that's how they know it fits into a tyrannosaurid. So it belongs to the tyrannosaurids. Now, the skull that they found, once it was complete, would have been about 50 centimeters long or 1.65 feet long. So that's still big. It lived in a very cold environment, and that, of course, decides, well, if it lived in a cold environment, what does that mean? Does that mean that it was always cold? Probably not. They probably had uh, winters that were cold, but in the spring and summer, it might have been a little warmer. So if it were warm in the, in the spring and summer, I think... Plant eaters probably migrated there. And so that then questions, would Nanooksaurus migrate with them? Like when the harsh winter is coming and the plant eaters are migrating south to find places that aren't as cold, would Nanooksaurus go with them or would it stay there and wait through the winter for the animals to come back? There's danger in carnivores who travel, who migrate. Can you guess what that danger is? That danger is running into bigger carnivores. You see, the farther south you go, the bigger the carnivores. Despletosaurus, Albertosaurus, Tyrannosaurus rex. Those animals, or cousins of those animals, can be in the southern areas. You do not want to go into their territory because we know from fossil evidence, carnivores don't tolerate other carnivores very well. They are probably territorial. Remember, we're talking about a medium-sized dinosaur and a medium-sized predator is not in a position to go sneak onto the property of a bigger dinosaur, a meat eater. So. I think it is more likely that uh, Nanuksaurus probably stayed in its environment through the wintertime. Did it hibernate? We don't know. Did it simply hang on and wait for things to warm up? Maybe. Um, could it? Could it make a kill? and bury that food to come back later. I don't know. I don't know. But whatever the case is, I don't think Nanooksaurus left its environment for fear of going into the territory of much bigger animals. And maybe there were some plant eaters that stayed year-round. Listen, if woolly mammoths can stay in cold environments year-round, then it's possible that other animals could, and perhaps there were some plant eaters that would do that. I don't know. 
There's a lot to be, there's a lot more things to learn about this dinosaur. Um, now, I will say this. When it was discovered, I remember there was this announcement of dwarf dinosaurs from the Arctic because they thought Nanuxaurus is a tyrannosaur and it's small. And so um, if it's small, that probably means it was some sort of a dwarf. Well, that's not true. It was probably small because during the winter, food wasn't as easily available. If you're big, you require more food. If you're medium to small, you might be able to get by on less food. So calling it a dwarf dinosaur is not an accurate thing to do. We don't know how big this thing could be, but I'll tell you something. In, in the animal kingdom, when you refer to a dwarf, what you mean is a very small version of another animal. Nanuxaurus isn't a small version of a Tyrannosaurus rex. It is a relative of Tyrannosaurus rex. It had sharp teeth. It probably had very powerful legs to move it around, especially if it's moving into, if it's moving through snow, that takes a lot of effort. It can't walk on top of the snow. It's got to walk through it. That takes a lot of effort. So there's a good possibility. <coughs> Excuse me. There's a good possibility that these dinosaurs had very powerful limbs. Now, because of their size, did they hunt by themselves or did they hunt in packs? My guess is Nanuxaurus's size suggests that it probably hunted in a pack, in a group. I think it did. There is no evidence to support that. I am simply making that comment. I'm simply saying that. But I can't say for certain whether or not it did because there's no evidence to support it. But I can do something called animal comparison. We look at modern animals today and we look at their behavior and we can apply it to other animals. Look at wolves. Here's an example. Wolves can tolerate cold conditions. Now, I am not saying that Nanuxaurus and a wolf are related. Those animals are not related. But they're both carnivores. They are both medium-sized predators. And they both live environments where it can become extremely cold. So, therefore, I can make an argument or a hypothesis that Nanuxaurus would have hunted in packs for the same reason why uh, uh, wolves hunt in packs, to be, bring down bigger prey. So I think they probably did. Now, um, what about how it reproduced? Well, it probably laid eggs. And if it laid eggs then that means that it had to lay those eggs. The females would have timed her laying eggs with the environmental conditions, right? She's not going to lay eggs in the middle of winter because, first of all, it's going to be very difficult to keep those eggs warm. And more importantly, when they hatch, what is there to eat? There's nothing to eat. So I think that they made it a point that, that the female laid her eggs right at the start of spring. Because she knows that when spring comes, the ice and the snow melts. And that means the plants, 
that have been dormant are going to explode in growth. And that's going to bring in the herbivores. And that is how they're going to feed their young. So my best guess is that they are going to raise their young when they have the best opportunity of survival. And that is in the spring. So that by the time winter comes again, those babies have grown to be much larger than they are now. Um, let's see. I'm looking through my notes. And by the way, again, I want to thank our um, uh, Alexis, our director who handles all social media. She's the one that takes the time to put all my notes together. So impressive. Thank you so much for doing that. Okay, uh, let's see. What else have we got? All right. So Nanooksaurus. Probably had two fingers because of its relationship to other tyrannosaurs. And most tyrannosaurs had it. And by the way, Nanooksaurus is late Cretaceous, 70 to 68 million years ago. So that means that it is living at the time of Tyrannosaurus rex. Tyrannosaurus rex is living in North America, probably as far, far north as Canada. But I would say from Canada north, that would probably be Nanook's territory. But Nanook would not would not travel south, I don't believe. But it lived in the late Cretaceous period. Again, it was found in uh, Alaska in what is called the Prince Creek Formation. We give names to all of the layers of dirt, and the formation it was found in was that. There's a lot to learn about this dinosaur. There's a lot of things out there waiting to be discovered, and who knows, maybe one day some of you may end up becoming paleontologists, and maybe you can travel to Alaska and find more information about Nanooksaurus. All right, let me take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to answer some of the questions submitted to us. And then if I can get all of this working, we will answer some of the questions coming from some of you. So prepare to ask your questions. Go ahead and start sending them now and I will keep an eye on them. But for right now, let me say this. If you would like to become a member of our Patreon club, there are three levels that you can join. The Triceratops Club, which is only $1 a month. And for that, you get the opportunity to get a or live lesson with me on Zoom with all of their members. You can become um, a Raptor member. That's the medium level. When you become a Raptor member, that's $5 a month. And in that... You can, you get a free gift that we send to you, which is a Raptor Club, no matter where you are in the world. You get two live lessons per month, and you get some behind-the-scenes information about all the things that we're doing. And then there is the highest level, and that is the T-Rex member. T-Rex members get the opportunity for a lot. Number one, they get a Raptor Claw gift and a T-Rex Claw, I mean, a T-Rex Tooth replica gift as well. They get two live lessons per month. They get a birthday shout out each month and they get the opportunity to be interviewed. So there's a lot of benefits to joining. So if you would like to become a member, pay attention. This is for you. Become a member of the Dinosaur George Patreon Club and join the fun. We offer different club levels, each with their own set of benefits. Private lessons, new discoveries, behind-the-scene access, and much more are all part of being a club member. Visit DinosaurGeorge.com and sign up today. Yeah. Yeah. 
Do you have any questions about dinosaurs? Just ask Dinosaur George. You can post your questions on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook page or click on the Dinosaur George podcast page at dinosaurgeorge.com. Questions are chosen at random and you can submit as many as you want. And now, here's Dinosaur George. All right, people like to submit questions from all different ways. And to help me with this, it is time for L-E-D-A-Q-N-A. That is my assistant, Letosaurus Rex, who reads the questions and I will answer them. Letosaurus, take it away. Graham Octrix, age six from Twin Cities, said, Why do herbivores eat plants and carnivores eat meat? And why do omnivores keep, get to eat everything? Wow, those are good questions. Why do carnivores eat meat, herbivores eat plants, and omnivores get to eat everything? Every animal's body is different. Some things can be digested by some, and some cannot. There has to be plant eaters, and there has to be meat eaters to maintain a balance of nature. And what I mean by that is that uh, if there are too many meat eaters, they eat all the plant eaters and then they eat themselves out of existence. If there are too many plant eaters, they eat all the plants and they eat themselves out of existence. So some animals' bodies can digest plant material and some can digest meat. So first of all, the reason why there's carnivores, herbivores, and uh, uh, omnivores is to maintain that balance of nature. So omnivores are like humans. We we can be omnivores. Bears are omnivores. Pigs are omnivores. There's a lot of animals that can eat a variety because the bacteria within our stomach allows us to do that. Now, not every animal can. So the reason why they do that is to maintain the balance of nature. The balance of nature. I hope that makes sense to everybody. Okay. Keep going. What's next? Star and Erica said, do you think dinosaurs had different eye color, uh, color like people do? Or were they all pretty much black and brown like most rodents and snakes? Wow. So eye color is interesting. Eye color is very, very interesting. Did dinosaurs have different eye color? This is a good question. Because of their relationship to reptiles, I would suspect that eye color may not be that important. I don't even, you know what, Lita, I I can't say what is the function of eye color. Why do animals have different colored eyes? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's a great, that's a great question. Um, I am stumped. I am stumped by this. I do not know the answer to that question. If any of you think you have an answer, go to, if you're a Patreon club member, post it on Patreon through your, your page on Patreon. If you're not, you can for free join us at Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group. Post your answer there. Do you think dinosaurs had different eye color? And why do animals have different eye colors? Why do humans have different eye colors? I don't know the answer to that. That's a good one. You stumped me on that one. That's a good one. Okay, what's next? 
Harry and Max from Melbourne, Australia said, We really want to know why T-Rex is so famous and why does Pyroraptor live in the snow in Jurassic World movie? Is that its habitat when it really existed? All right, two very good questions. Why is Tyrannosaurus Rex so popular? Do you know that there was a study someone told me about where the most recognized scientific word on Earth is Tyrannosaurus Rex? That is the most recognized. You know, it even beat out Homo sapiens. That's the scientific word for humans. More people knew what Tyrannosaurus Rex was than Homo sapiens. Why is that the case? I'll tell you why. Because when dinosaurs were first discovered, when they were first really getting a lot of uh, popularity, no one had ever seen anything as massive as Tyrannosaurus Rex. Just the name alone is exciting because it means Tyrant Lizard King. So just its name is amazing. So it got so much publicity that so many generations know what it means. So if you talk to a parent that doesn't know anything about dinosaurs, they have heard of Tyrannosaurus Rex. So that might be the only dinosaur they talk to their kids about. Well, then their kids are excited about Tyrannosaurus Rex. So that is why that name is so popular. That's why that dinosaur is so popular. And somebody once asked me, well, since they found bigger or longer meat eaters, why is it still called the king of the dinosaurs? Because its name means tyrant lizard king. That will never change. That will always be its name. So, it, and, and I will tell you this, and I'll say this again. There were some bigger carnivores found, possibly Carcharodontosaurus, uh, uh, Spinosaurus, Giganotosaurus, maybe Maposaurus, but they were not as powerful. So, That dinosaur is popular because it was one of the first really big carnivores that people could see at museums, and it it became possible. I mean, it became popular. So what was the second question? That was, why is Tyrannosaurus so popular? But what was the other one? Um, What does Pyrocryptor live in the snow in Jurassic World movie? Is that its habitat when it really existed? Okay, that's a good one. Did Pyroraptor actually live in a snow environment. I don't believe it did. But I think the reason why they put that, the reason why they put that in the movie is because I think they wanted to be able to show people that dinosaurs were not cold-blooded reptiles. I'm glad that they put it there, but I don't believe Pyroraptor lived in that particular environment. I don't think they did. So, um... I think they did it in the movie just to demonstrate that there were polar dinosaurs. And today's subject matter, today's feature creature shows that there were polar dinosaurs. And that's why. Is that it? Yep. Okay. Excellent. Thank you so very much, Alitasaurus Rex. I appreciate you immensely. All right. What we're going to do now is we had a contest. We had a contest on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page where it was a costume contest for Halloween. And we had the top three winners. So I was able to interview them. So now we are going to hear the interview with all three of those. And when we come back, we will play uh, or we will do some Who Would Wins. So let's go over and listen to the interviews I had 
with the winners of our contest. Okay, so one of our costume winners is my guest, Judah. Judah, how old are you? Let me guess. You're 40. No, seven. You're 47? Yes, I'm just seven. Oh, you're 77. Okay. So Judah. No, I'm just seven. Oh, okay. That's better. So Judah is seven years old. And what state do you live in, Judah? Um, I live in North America. That's a big area. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. I like Pennsylvania very much. I got to visit. You want to know something crazy, Judah? We yeah. had on a on a farm outside of a place called Sunbury, we had the skeleton of a baby T-Rex that we were cleaning in a barn in Sudbury, uh, Pennsylvania. So I love Pennsylvania. Is it hot or cold in your state? Um, sort of mild. Sort of mild. Ooh, that makes for fun. Very good. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to congratulate you for uh, the costume contest. Do you remember what your costume was? Um, Alan Grant. Oh, you were Alan Grant. Whoa, that's a good costume. Were you digging up dinosaurs? No, but I, but I was holding a baby a teenage velociraptor named max oh wow i see you have max with you right there that's a pretty good dinosaur it even roars is that thing alive uh it opens its mouth um no well he's just robotic oh okay i thought he was a live dinosaur i was going to tell you to run so did you did you go trick-or-treating do you do that Mm -hmm. did you get any good candy yeah I got a lot of Kit Kats. It's my favorite type of candy. Ooh, I love Kit Kats. I love Kit Kat bars. Ooh, they're the best. Now, did you share your candy with your mom, or did you like to have to push her away because she's trying to eat all your candy? I shared it with Hanky and Raylan. They're my brother and sister. What a nice thing to do. But you didn't get to the point. Did your mom try to steal all your Kit Kats? No. Oh, yeah, because you know why? When you went to sleep, I bet you she went through your bag and ate all of them, right? Did you wake up in the morning and half your candy was gone and your mom's like, I didn't do it. Do I look like the kind of mother that would eat your candy when you were asleep? No. Oh. We had it on a big, on, on, in a big basket up on, on, on top of our fridge. Ah, so you couldn't reach it, but you know who could, right? See, no, I'm trying to I do this. This is investigative reporting. I want to. I want to <laughs> hear that your mom ate your candy, kid. That's what we're getting to. The, yeah. This whole ruse about a costume contest was just so I could find out if your mother was eating all your candy. Guess what? What? I was be. Able, I was able to reach. You were able to reach the candy. Good boy. <laughs> <laughs> so Judah, how old are you? You said um, I'm seven. you're seven. So are you going to school yet? Um, yeah, I just do homeschool. Oh, good. A lot of my friends homeschool. So what do you like to what do you like to learn about the best when you homeschool? What what subject do you like to learn about? I'm science. I do dinosaurs for science. Oh, awesome. That's I am so proud of you. That's so good. So what is your favorite dinosaur? Um, it's a relative of an allosaurus called Seat. 
How do you, you know want I'm, me to show you? Well, you know what? I know Seats very well. As a matter of fact, I think I did a podcast on Seats. I think I did. I think I did, or I did a lesson on him. But that's a that's a big dinosaur. How wh- how did you learn about Seats? Um, I I watched this doc dino documentary called C Rex the 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 T-Rex, the evolutionary journey. Oh, nice. Nice. And you learned about Seats. That's pretty cool. I like Seats yeah, a lot. Yeah, it was bigger than T-Rex. I think it was slightly bigger than Giganosaurus, but slightly smaller than Spinosaurus. Right. Like the, like the third biggest dinosaur. The right. third biggest theropod dinosaur. The, the problem with it, Judah, is that they didn't find all the skeleton. And so it's hard for scientists to know for sure how big a dinosaur is. That's why it's confusing because some people think Seats might have been the biggest dinosaur, but then they found a tooth from a Giganotosaurus, a huge tooth that might suggest Giganotosaurus may have been even bigger than we think they are. So it's confusing when you only find a little bit of information. Yeah. But regardless, Seats is a big dude. I like Seats a lot. Have yeah, you, me too. It's my favorite dinosaur. That's a that's a good dinosaur. When I was as young as you, I liked Allosaurus, and all of my friends only liked T Rex. I like that you like a dinosaur that's not the same one as everyone else. There's nothing wrong with with T Rex, but I'm glad you like Seats. That's a that's a pretty big dinosaur. So, do you think Seats was hunting small dinosaurs, medium or big, or everything? Everything. Just as, just as long as it's bigger than, if, if it's bigger than the victim, who would be hunting it. Very good. Yeah, you know what? Big meat eaters like Seats probably didn't spend a lot of time chasing small dinosaurs because they may not be able to catch them. I don't know if Seats would have been very fast. Do you think he would have been fast? No, we're going to go like 20 miles per hour. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fast compared to you and I. That's fast no matter yeah. what. 20 miles an hour is pretty fast. You know, the next time you go driving, uh, when your mom, when the car gets to go 20 miles an hour, see if you can look out of the window. Don't look far away, but look by the road and see how fast the ground is moving past. And then you'll realize 20 miles an hour is pretty fast. So you uh, you had Thanksgiving yesterday, is that right? Mm-hmm. Did you eat dinosaur meat? Yes. Nice. boy. Nicely done. Your mom killed a dinosaur and you ate it? No. Did she serve you a it, Seats? It, it was from a store. You ate a store? No, I ate a dinosaur from a store. There was a dinosaur in a store? <laughs> the turkey. Oh. My dad got the turkey from the store. Did you just say your... Thanksgiving. Did you just say your dad is a turkey? Your dad is a turkey? (laughs) What kind of a family do you have? Your dad is a turkey and your mom steals your candy. Kid, what kind of a family have you got? (laughs) So you said you have um, a brother. Do you have two brothers or a brother and sister? A brother and sister. Nice. Are they older than you or younger than you? Um, My sister's older and my brother's younger. Uh, how old is your sister, do you know? Nine. She's nine. And your brother, how young is your brother? Five. Wow. Me and my brother do wrestling. 
Well, of course you do. That's the law. I had a younger brother, too. We wrestled in every room. Mom constantly said, boy, stop playing like that. And we'd be like, playing like what? That's what we do. So does your does your brother like dinosaurs? Kind of. Kind of. What about your sister? Is she interested in dinosaurs? Um, No, but she was interested when she was a baby. Yeah, you know, a lot she of... She was really interested. Yeah, a lot of people do that. A lot of people change the things that they find interesting. But I still like, I like dinosaurs. I absolutely like dinosaurs. They're my favorite. So you like Seats, um, and you were dressed as Alan Grant for Halloween, which is great. I love it. Did you, uh, did you, did you have fun watching your votes come in on the website? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people voted for you. That was pretty good. That was pretty exciting. You look like Alan Grant. Now, when you went trick-or-treating, did you dress as Alan Grant as well, or did you dress as something else for Halloween night? Um, I dressed, I, I was Alan Grant for Halloween, but I took off my, my jacket when I was inside. Right. Good job. That's very good. Was it hot or cold for Halloween? Do you remember? Sort of mild. Sort of mild. Well, that's good. Well, I know it gets very cold in Pennsylvania. Do you get a lot of snow where you live? Um, no. But the winters are very cold. Yeah, yeah. Well, which do you like better, summer or winter? Uh, I think I like summer. Summer. Me too. I'm a summer person. So am I. So other than Seats, is there another dinosaur you like? Let me ask you this. Is there a plant-eating dinosaur you like? Yes. Who is Actually, that? there's two. Ooh, who are they? Eotriceratops and Dinochirus. You know, those are cool dinosaurs. Those are very cool dinosaurs. You like Dinochirus. Dinochirus was a mystery for a while. Did you did you know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a mystery dinosaur because all they found were his arms. Nobody knew what it was. Um, I've got those arms. Those arms used to be in my house. I used to have them in my house, but now they're in my museum. They're big, big. Yeah. If you ever come to Texas, I hope you guys come by the museum so I can meet you in person and I can show you the arms of a Dino Maybe he'll give you a little hug, a big hug, a nasty squeezy hug. You don't want a hug from a Dino kid. Yeah. Well, uh, do you have a best friend or somebody you would like to say hello to? Do you have a family member or a best friend? Who would you like to give a shout out to? Uh, AJ, all the people who voted, and Dino Club. Well, what a nice thing to do. And I'm sure I'm sure that they are all happy that they voted for you. I, I'm happy that you won. I'm so proud of you. Such a smart kid. I'm sorry that your mother steals your food and that your dad is a turkey. I'm sorry to hear that no! part. But hey, what am I, My you know? My dad got the turkey. Your, your dad ate a turkey? Did he leave anything for you? Your dad ate all the Thanksgiving food himself? No! What kind of a family are you living in, child? <laughs> is there anything you want to say to all the people all over the world that will hear, hear you? Is there anything you'd like to say to them? Um... No, but I, I would like to say happy Thanksgiving. 
That's very nice. That's very nice of you. That's very, very good. Well, I'm glad. I'm so glad that you won. And uh, take care of that dinosaur that's that's uh, eating you right now. And please tell your dad I'm sorry he's a turkey. And tell your mom to stay out of your candy, man. <laughs> All right. We had a costume contest on the Dinosaur George Kids uh, Facebook group. And one of our winners was the wonderful Riley. Riley, how are you doing? So good. Like, I, I'm still heavy. I just won, but I was really number one before. Well, you won, and now you get to be on a podcast, and people all over the world will hear oh your interview. So that makes you a superstar. Now you're a superstar. <laughs> Riley, how old are you? Five. Five. Wow. Are you married yet? No. No. Okay, good. I waited till I was six. There's no reason to rush into things, right? And Riley, you live yes. in you live in Texas, don't you? Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Well, you mm-hmm. live in the same state I live in. That is so cool. So <coughs> excuse me, Riley, do you remember what your costume was? Do you remember what costume you wore for the contest? Yes. What mermaid. Mermaid is awesome. I love did you trick or treat? Do you do that? Yes. Did you get? I did. In- I, did it long, I, just, I did a long time ago, and I was a dinosaur. Oh, nice, nice. That's good. Hey, it's okay to change, right? It's okay to change that. So, when you went trick or treating, did you get some good candy? Yes. What is your favorite kind of candy? Um, I like um Skittles. Skittles are because awesome. Skittles. I got Skittles and I went chicken treating. Oh, nice. Very good. Now, you have a little brother. Do you have any other family members? I have a baby brother and I have um, I have some cousins. Oh, nice. Do they live close have, to you? They're, they're, they're not living with me, but they're in our family. Of course. Of course. Do they live close by? Do you get to see your cousins a lot? Sometimes, but not all the time. Oh, sure. Like, I see them at Thanksgiving, or I just, when when I was four, then I was four, I was four, and I invited them to my birthday party, and it was a dinosaur birthday party. And I turned it five, so I'm still five. Right. Well, that's that's excellent. And you had a dinosaur birthday. So, Riley, who is your favorite dinosaur? Allosaurus. Kid, you are now my favorite person in the world. Why do you like Allosaurus? It is. It is. Um, I really like him because it's like almost like. The part, it looks like bigger, it's almost like a moon honor, like, of the T-Rex family. Right. Yeah, Allosaurus lived before T-Rex, you knew that. Allosaurus was my favorite, and it's still my favorite, when I was as young as you. How old are you? You said you're 24, right? No, five. Oh, 25. So when you were 25, wait, you're 25? No, I'm five. Oh. I'm I just thought, five. Oh, okay. You look five like this. Oh, okay. Five. five fingers. Okay, Riley is holding up five fingers. Okay, good. 
If I held up how many fingers old I am, I'd have to invite a lot of people to come into the studio and hold their hand up at the same time. So, Riley, you like Allosaurus. Um, how many yeah. fingers does Allosaurus have on each hand? Does he have one or three? I think I think he has three. That a girl, he has three. You are a smart kid. I'm very proud of you. So, Riley, do you have any pets at home? Do you have like a dog or a cat or a snake or an elephant or a giraffe in your house? I have two dogs. You have two dogs. What are their names? Daisy and Duke. What great names. We have two dogs. Their name is Nacho and Harvey. Don't know where those names came from. I don't know who would name a dog Nacho, but he sounds good enough to eat. (laughs) so do you go to school yet riley i'm already in school because i've been in pre-k and now i'm in kindergarten and i'm so excited for first grade oh i bet you are do you like kindergarten yeah because i really don't like naps you don't like what in the morning oh naps i don't like naps in the morning Oh, you know what? I'm not tired. I'm really not tired when I'm in the morning. I know how you feel, but at my age, I wish somebody would make me take a nap in the morning. That would be great. But yeah, I didn't like naps either. But what do you like about school? What do you like to do? Do you like to draw? Do you like to uh, play outside? What do you like the best? I like to play outside because we have a really big playground. Oh, that's cool. Have you ever looked for fossils on the playground before? No, but I do have some fossils at home. Nice. Very, very nice. I'm glad to hear that. But I saw I saw a a leaf fossil and at home I have a T-Rex tube and and the tar I have a raptor claw. Ugh. Where did you get a T-Rex tooth and a raptor claw from, may I ask? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Can we get it from the museum? Uh, yeah. I I got the raptor claw from um. I saw it in a book, so, right. so I took it all. Nice. So I took it all. Now you have been to my museum, haven't you? We did. You did. Did you like it? Did you like the fossils in there? Yeah. Did any of them try uh, to eat you? No. Oh, good. That's good news. Okay, good. Good. My insurance goes up every time a child gets eaten. That's a horrible thing. (laughs) So I know that you like Allosaurus. What about plant eaters? Do you like any plant-eating dinosaurs? Yes. My favorite, favorite plant eater is Perseverolophus. Oh, wow. I love that thing, too. What do you think it uses that long tube on its head for? Can you guess? I think it's like from making noises. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. I think they used it to make noises. Now, you told me you have some questions you want to ask me. Let's answer your questions. What would you like to ask me? Did the T-Rex ever hunt in a pack? Oh, did T-Rex ever hunt in a pack? That's a great question. Riley, there's no way right now that we know if they did or not, but I think they did. Maybe when they were younger, when they got older, maybe they didn't hunt in packs anymore. But when they were younger, 
I think they hunted in packs because it helped them attack bigger prey and they could catch things a little easier. So I think when they were young, they did. But maybe when they're older, maybe they didn't. But that's a great, great question. All right. What's another question? Did they stay with their moms when they were babies? I think they probably did stay with their mom when they were babies. I think all meat-eating dinosaurs, I think the mom and maybe even the dad took care of their babies until they were old enough to hunt on their own. So I think they did. I'm almost sure they did. The reason why I say that, Riley, is because... Uh, meat eaters don't lay a whole lot of eggs at one time, so they have to take care of their babies. So, yeah, I think they did take care of their babies. That's a good question. What else? How did Allosaurus catch a Microraptor? How did an Allosaurus catch a Microraptor? Well... You may not know this, Riley, but Allosaurus rode motorcycles, and they would chase around a Microraptor on their motorcycle. What are you laughing at, kid? What are you? <laughs> what are you laughing at, child? I know dinosaurs. I know dinosaurs never. I know dinosaurs never ride vehicles before. Okay, you're right. So Allosaurus used to fly a helicopter. Now it flew around looking for Microraptors. That what? What? You saying I'm making that up? I know. Yeah. Okay. I know dinosaurs. I know dinosaurs never, ever ride vehicles. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, you know what? I don't know if an Allosaurus could ever catch something as small and fast as a Microraptor. I think, you want to know something? What, honey? You want to say something? Well, I have no... The Malasaurus is hunked in packs, so I think I so I think so to eat some microraptors. That's po- that's possible. It's possible, but I'll tell you something that I think. I think microraptors might have. I think big meat eaters might have looked for microraptors, but not to eat. They might have let microraptor go in their mouth and clean their mouth for them the way some birds do with crocodiles crocodiles open up their mouth and let birds go in their mouth to clean their their around their teeth i think microraptor might have been able to do that i i don't know for sure but i think they could have good question you have another one yeah all right have you found a tear Yes, I have found a T-Rex tooth. I have found... I have one, too. That is so cool. I found one in South Dakota. Well, I found a couple in South Dakota. So I dig them up. And um, back in August, I was in Montana digging, but I didn't find a T-Rex tooth. But I did find a tooth from a meat eater called Nano Tyrannus. But yep, I do. You like T-Rex, too? Yes. I do. Too. And I, I like um, I love some herbivores, and sometimes I don't. Oh sure. Like. Yeah. Well, T Rex mm-hmm. was kind of naughty, wasn't he? Yes, and I see we know he's a king of the dinosaurs. It is exactly right. And you want to know something even crazier? 
<clears throat> yeah. We think the girl T-Rexes were bigger than the boy T-Rexes. Boo! 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 That's terrible news. <laughs> so maybe we should call it the queen of the dinosaurs. <laughs> All right. What other question? Or, you have? It, or we can call it the tink and the tween of the dinosaurs. That's a good plan. I think we'll call the boys the king of the dinosaurs and we'll call the queen of the dinosaurs the girl T-Rexes. That's good. All right. What else do you have? You have another question? Yes. Did the try to hunt eggs? Did what try to hunt eggs? Did the blaster try to hunt eggs? Yes. Yeah, I think they did. Eggs are very good. Eggs are very good. Animals eat eggs. You and I, do you eat eggs? Have you ever eaten an egg before? I I had scrambled eggs for breakfast before. Okay. But I so I just I like I like it with cheese on top of it. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's the best way to eat scrambled eggs. My favorite way to eat scrambled eggs is I scramble an egg, I throw it away, and I eat a steak. Yeah, baby. Scrambled eggs for breakfast. <laughs> so, yes, eggs are very good. They're nutritious. And other animals would have eaten them because they are nutritious. So, absolutely, it would have tried to eat eggs. It would have. Very good. Well, my mama... I was wondering if all of the dinosaurs are trying to eat eggs or only omnivores. Well, my mom doesn't. Yeah. Well, all the meat eaters probably ate eggs and the omnivores probably ate eggs. But the plant eaters didn't eat eggs because their bodies are only made for eating plants. So they ate leaves and they ate fruits. And they tend to eat berries. Yeah. Herbivores could eat berries. Sure. Fruit and berries, they could eat it. Well, it depends. Some berries are dangerous, right? We don't eat berries that we see on a tree, on a, on a, on a bush. We don't eat those because they, some berries can be dangerous. So dinosaurs, herbivores would have eaten berries and fruit and plants uh, that they knew were good for them. So absolutely they would have. That's very good. Have you got one more question? I'll let you do one more. I have... I have one more question. Okay, what is your question? How do you become a paleontologist? How do you become a paleontologist? What a great question. The right way to become a paleontologist is to get good grades in school. And when you go to college, you go to college and you learn about paleontology And then when you come out of college, you get your degree and you become a paleontologist. So that's the best way to do it. Now, you can learn right now, read all the books you can find, watch movies, watch videos, listen to podcasts. I had to throw that in there. And then you learn about dinosaurs. So you're so young. You said you were 35, right? No. Five. Oh, 45. So when you're 45, wait, you're 45? (laughs) Oh, you're five. So right now, you already know a lot about dinosaurs, and you're very young. I see you're even wearing a dinosaur shirt, which is very cool. I like your dinosaur shirt. 
dress. Oh my gosh, it's a dinosaur dress. I need to get one of those. I would look amazing. Don't you think I would look amazing in that dress? I think so. <laughs> so you, what you do is you keep studying and you keep reading. You're a good reader, by the way. You keep reading and practicing your writing. And when you grow up, I bet you will be a major paleontologist. And maybe I can and, uh, work for you. Every day I read dinosaur books. And those dinosaurs are so my favorite. There's so much to learn about. Oh, there are. There's, there's so much to learn about. I'm so proud of you, honey. That's so good. Okay, so there's going to be people all over the world that hear your interview. Would you like to say hello to people everywhere? Or is there something you'd like to say to all the people that will listen? Uh, I was, I'll talk to my friends at school. Um, like I thought in the winter, I talked to them before. But I'm not going to talk to the bad people, my bad friends, because they're always in time out. That's okay. You know what? That's good. You should always surround yourself with good people. And so I'm very proud of you. Well, I bet people all over the world will love listening to the interview with young Miss Riley, who can't make up her mind if she's 25 or 35 years old. I'm confused. Oh, yeah, you're just five. Riley, thank you so much, and congratulations for being a winner in the contest. And hopefully I'll see you and your mom out at the museum again, okay? Okay. All right. All right, our third contest winner for the uh, costume contest over at the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page is my little buddy, Sawyer, who goes by Therizina Sawyer, which is a great name. Sawyer, how you doing, buddy? Good. Did you guys celebrate Thanksgiving yesterday? Yes. Did you eat the entire turkey by yourself? Oh, not a turkey. It was a turkey. What did you have? Uh, well... Skunk? Fried skunk? Your mom served you fried skunk on Thanksgiving? What kind of a mother do you have, child, who serves fried skunk to a kid on Thanksgiving? What did you have for Thanksgiving? Well, ham. Ooh. Ooh, I actually like ham more than I like turkey. I like macaroni. Ooh, macaroni is amazing. So, Sawyer, how old are you? Let me guess. 104. Six. Six. 106. Okay, you look great for being 106. You're 106. Oh, six. Okay, I got it. You're six. And you guys live in Oklahoma. Is that right? Oklahoma City. Ooh, yeah. That's not too terribly far from me. And I have one question for you. What? What parts of the state that we live in have you dug bones up in? You know what? I've dug up, um, I've dug up uh, trilobites near Ardmore. What about in Oklahoma City. I don't know. I don't think I've ever dug in Oklahoma City. I dig a lot. Used to dig a lot along the Texas-Oklahoma border. Um, Norman has a great museum. Have you ever been to the museum in Norman before? You need to try to go. That's a good museum. You would like it a lot. They've got, I think they've got an Acrocanthosaurus. And on one of your podcasts, I I heard that. On the Museum of Thanksgiving Point. Oh, yeah. I wonder if that's busy on Thanksgiving Day. I remember when that glass floor was there and when those model trilobites. Oh, yes. And, it, and did you know that there's a sea creature 
that lives in a deep dark depths, and it is bigger than any other squid. Ooh, it's called the colossal squid. Yeah, I think its scientific name is Archituthis. Yeah, it's gigantic. And there's another squid that is fierce, and it's pretty scary for living in the dark and some shipwrecks. Do you know what that one is called? The long arm squid. Nice. Very. How did you become a squid expert? Well, I just knew a lot about squids, so. Nice. I also know a lot about dragons. Ooh, I love dragons and, too. And I'm really getting into dragons more than dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. A lot of people go through different phases, Sawyer, where they like something for a while and then they like something else. But I like dragons a lot. The fantastical world of beasts. I like dragons. You know, some people think that dragons, people saw bones of dinosaurs and they thought they were looking at dragons. So that may be where the legend of dragons started. Ooh, is that a werewolf? Yeah, he's a wolf guy. Oh. half, Half wolf. Oh, yeah. That's cool. So I want to tell you again, congratulations for the costume contest. Do you remember what costume you were wearing for the contest? Do you remember? Toothless. Oh. <laughs> Dragon. That's so cool. That is so he cool. He does have teeth. Why do they call him toothless then? Well, he has teeth, but they disappear in those holes of his gums. Oh, yes. So he looks toothless. And then toothless. they come out when he's wanting to eat. Nice. Very nice. Very good. So what grade are you in in school? What grade? I'm doing homeschool. Oh, I, I, I know a lot of homeschool kids. So what is your favorite I, subject? Do you like reading? Do you like math? Do you like science? What do you like the best? I like the math. Ooh, you're good at math. Okay, I'm going to give you a math problem. You ready? You're never going to get the answer. What? What's five plus five? 10. No, it's 55. Hello, 5 and 5 is 55. Oh, yeah, there was a plus sign in the middle of that. Okay, you're pretty good at math. Ask me a math problem. Come on, ask me a math problem. What's 1 plus 1? 17. Okay, moving on. So, you're... What? <laughs> 2. No, the answer is 17. 1 plus 1 equals 17. You're not very good at math, are you? Okay, I think maybe I'm not very good at math. <laughs> I also do something called jujitsu, and I get a prize and a free face. Oh, nice. Jujitsu, that's very good. I have three badges, but they're not as big as that one. That's a big badge. One of my favorite is black. Oh, it's wow. caring. Hey, nice. Good for you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud I of already you. have caring points. Very good. I am so like proud of you. Triangles you fill in. Right. Nice. So let's talk about your favorite dinosaur. I know you like dragons, but what is your favorite dinosaur? Do you still have a favorite? Allosaurus. You are the greatest kid in the world. Allosaurus (laughs) is my favorite. Also have this. That's a Dilophosaurus toy you're holding, right? Nope. Who is that? Allosaurus. Oh, nice. It is Allosaurus. Very, very cool. press this button on the tail. Right. Oh, he opens and closes his mouth. My dogs do that. If you you press their tail, they bite you. Oh, that's cool. He wiggles around. That's very cool, man. That's pretty cool. He can also move his arms and legs. So what is your favorite toy? Do you have a favorite toy? Ooh. 
I have a dragon toy, and it's my favorite. Nice. It blows mist. Oh, that's cool. Okay, now let me go get it. Okay, well, you go get it. All right. I'll entertain myself in the meantime. I'll sing a Christmas song. <clears throat> Frosty the chicken was a very uh, feathered animal. And he made of feathers, but the children knew. Oh, he's back. Okay, thank you. <laughs> what is your favorite toy? What are you going to show me? Oh, it's big. Whoa! It's a giant dragon. And this is the remote control that goes with it. This that, is what you make the mist go with. That's so cool. Press this middle button. And ready when I turn it off and on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He makes noise. That's so cool. And music, too. So he comes with his own soundtrack. Okay, that's about the coolest toy. Oh, he does blow mist. He's blowing <laughs> mist all over. <laughs> Turn it off. Turn it off, kid. I can't breathe. It turns off by itself. I can't believe that kid blasted me right in the face with fire-breathing dragon. That's crazy. And you know what you did? Look, it cut away. All my hair fell off because of that. Okay, it's ice. It's freezing. You. Oh, so it's a snow dragon. That's that's ice. too cool. You're frozen. <laughs> I'm frozen. I can't even move now. This kid froze me with a nice dragon. So you do like the okay. dragons that breathe fire or the ones that breathe um, ice? ice? You like ice dragons. That's cool. I like them a lot. You know, I taught a lesson once on dragons. You like beads? I do. Do you make stuff yourself out of beads? Oh, I made bookmarks. Nice. Nice. That's very oh, good. You want to see what one looks like? This is mine. Oh, ooh, that's cool. It's a bead bookmark. That is really good. You did that very, you did a good job making that. That's got all kinds mom of beads. I put the on. beads on there. My that's, mom. That's nice. Did you pick them or did she pick them for you? I picked them. Nicely you done. My, you want to see? Nice. That's really, really good. Very, very cool. So, dragons, there are dragons that do not fly. There are dragons that can talk. Live in water. There are dragons that live in water. That's right. There's, there's they water can't dragons. They can fly. That's right. That's right. So, do you like the ones that fly the best? Oh, do you know that there's a wave that's bigger than a house? Whoa. It's called the tsunami wave. Yes. Yes. It can wash stuff on the shore, even whales. Yes. Yes, tsunamis are big. You know, there were tsunamis at the end of the age of dinosaurs. We have evidence of gigantic rocks being moved way oh. inshore. Oh. Yeah. Tsunamis can be devastating. Hey, that brings up a question. How do you think dinosaurs dealt with, like, hail or... Or um, tornadoes. What do you think dinosaurs could do when that ha when those things happened? Maybe they took cover. Yeah, I think you're right. Either run into the forest or get some lumber and build a house. Or nope. Oh, they could probably get in a, take a train to another country where it was safer. And nope, nothing. Oh. Not like that. They could get in a plane and fly. Nope. They could get in a boat and nope. go. They could ride a motorcycle nope. to. They can put on roller skates and skate away. Okay, you're ruining all my questions, kid. Those are great points. That's what they did. Okay, I don't. I, I think you're making that up. 
I think everybody knows dinosaurs rode motorcycles. And they, are you giving me two thumbs down, child? Two thumbs down. You think that deserves two thumbs down? So, other than dinosaurs and other than dragons, is there another kind of prehistoric animal you hey, like? You like ooey gooey stuff? Yes. Slime. Nice. Right. Oh, I showed I showed you this in the last lesson. Oh yeah, I, you did show me that big Moses. So I like that a lot. That's it's a not really big, and I also have Dunkleosteus. I like that fish. Oh, yeah, I like that. I like that fish a lot. Well, Sawyer, people all over the world are going to hear this interview. Is there anything you would like to say to people all over the world, like other kids from other countries? Would you like to say hello, or what would you like to say? Thanks a lot. I love the whole thing. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you did. That is so cool. Now, do you have a question you want to ask me before we sign off? Is there anything you want to ask me? I have a who'd win. All right, let's hear it. Little Georgie Pants, that's you. Okay, I'm not little Georgie Pants. I have no idea who you're talking about. Paraceratherium. Kid, how am I supposed (laughs) to beat a paraceratherium? you don't have any weapons. Not even your stink bombs. I've got deadly stink bombs under my arm. You don't have them. <laughs> okay. Do you know how she long I'm? Shower. You know how long I'm gonna last with a paraceratherium? About three seconds. He's gonna step on me and turn me into Pancakeosaurus. <laughs> 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 Sawyer, thank you so much, buddy. You did such a good job, and congratulations on the contest. I hope that uh, I hope you enjoyed it. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed the interviews with our three winners. Thank you all so very much for uh, participating. We want to thank everybody who participated in our Halloween costume contest over at the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page. We thank you all so very much for doing that. We appreciate it. And we hope you all had fun looking at all the really super cool costumes that were out there. All right. With that, let's do a couple of... Who would... Who would win? What if two different prehistoric creatures fought? Who would win? T-Rex versus a giant wolf? Raptor versus Terror Bird? Spinosaurus versus Triceratops? You choose the animals, and Dinosaur George will size them up and pick a winner. Now, get ready. It's time to find out who would win. All right, to be able to submit a Who Would Win, you have to be a T-Rex member of the Patreon Club, and here we go. This first one is from Max Quetzalcoatlus, and you know the coolest thing about becoming a Patreon Club member is you get to give yourself a nickname. So Max Quetzalcoatlus, age five, from Maple Ridge, British Columbia, Canada. Love you, Canadians. You can keep your winters, but I love Canada. His question is, cha-cha-cha raptor versus dinosaur George. Okay, Right off the bat, that is the rudest thing in the world to put me against that terrible raptor because he's nothing but bad news. Whoever said that, you're perfect. I no, no, I they're terrible. You mispronounced the word. You are terrible. You should have said they are terrible. You so, mispronounced the word. No, no, Max Quetzalcoatlus, that is terrible of you to ask that. Can't even pronounce any words because he didn't even go to first grade. 
I went to first grade. I just left early. Yeah. Well, okay, I was thrown out, but... Because he was so bad. See? See what I have to deal with? You don't have to deal with... Every single day. Oh, really? All right. (laughs) (laughs) So who would would win? Well, as long as I have my deadly underarm stink bombs, I could win every fight. And since you didn't say I don't get to use them, kaboom, I am the winter. Winter. I'm the winter? (laughs) I became the winter. What are you laughing at? Stop laughing when I mess up. I told you you can't go. To, I told you you didn't go to first grade. I told you I went to first grade. I just left a little early. I was there for two days before they threw me out. Okay. <laughs> Next, Velocivadant wants to know. Hey, this is interesting. Two helicoprions versus a megalodon. This is an interesting one. For those of you that may not recognize helicoprion, that is the shark with the very weird lower jaw. It almost looks like a circular saw blade. Yeah. It's very weird. Yeah. This is interesting. Now, Megalodon's size is ginormous compared to these two, but have you ever heard of something called death by a thousand cuts? And what that means is you're faster. You could come in and keep attacking and attacking and attacking. And little by little, you wear your, your enemy down. I, I don't think Megalodon could catch either one of these. They're too, I'm, I think they're too fast. But I think the size difference is so great that to attack him, at some point in time, Megalodon is going to catch one or both of you. And when that happens, there's no turning back. So I'm going to give this battle to Megalodon, but I like that. It's a very interesting concept. I think it's really kind of a cool concept. All right. Finally, uh, Elio Tyrannus wants to know, Stegosaurus versus two Velociraptors. This is another good one because, and it's Eli. Oh, it's Eli. No, it's Eli Elio Tyrannus. Elio Tyrannus. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, You're taking dinosaur, a dinosaur from the Jurassic and you're taking your Velociraptors from the Cretaceous. And this is always an interesting battle. Size and power is going to go to Stegosaurus. This thing is so much more powerful that one direct hit from that tail or even stomping on him with its foot, Velociraptors won't be able to withstand anything like that. Having said that, we've got to talk about the speed, the agility, and the weapons of Velociraptor. There is no way Stegosaurus is going to catch him. It has to be a lucky hit if it's going to hit him with that tail because these guys are like, these guys are lightning bolts. They're not going to, he's not going to be able, or it's not going to be able to make a direct hit without luck. And just swinging your tail wildly doesn't always work. So here's where it changes, though, for me. Velociraptor's killing claw on its foot is not very long. And even if it jumps on it and slashes it, it's not going to be a deep enough wound to cause a tremendous amount of blood loss or to reach an artery or certainly not an internal organ. So it can attack, they can attack all they want. They can slice and dice all they want. They can slash and dash, run in, slash and run back out of, out of harm's way. But I don't think it's going to matter. I don't think it's going to make any difference because I think they are simply too much. 
our stegosaurus is simply too much, simply too much for that animal. All right. For all of you that happen to watch this live on Facebook, I am so very sorry, but I am unable. I can't see any more comments, so I can't answer your questions live, which I, I am so sorry because I wanted to. We absolutely wanted to. to uh, and, and look, there are 70 comments and I cannot see any of them. I'm just looking at the results. I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm so distraught about this because there are 70 comments, but I can only see about 15 of them. So I am I am so sorry about that. I wish there was a way we could fix it. I know that um, I know that Alexis is working like crazy behind the scenes trying to find out what is the glitch. But whatever it is, I apologize. Maybe to make it up to all of you, we will have just another live Q&A session on Facebook. Uh, I think that would be fun. We won't record it for a podcast. So for all of you listening, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I am trying to get out a bunch of them between now and the end of the holiday season, Christmas and New Year's. I'm going to try to get a bunch of them out. We are getting closer to having 1 million podcast listens. That's huge. So we'll keep you posted on that. For everybody out there, be kind to each other. Treat people with respect. The holidays can be hard for some people who don't have family. And that means you should look for people like that and tell them that you care. Make them feel good. Do what your parents tell you to do. Be kind. For everybody out there, Letosaurus Rex, thank you for being here. What do you want to say to everybody? Uh, that's okay. it. You want to say uh? Um, How about have a good afternoon? Yeah, have a good afternoon. That's a good one. Thank you all so very much. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Dinosaur George Kids. Join the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group, become a member of our Patreon club, and check out our website store for cool fossils, rocks, and crystals. Visit dinosaurgeorge.com for details. Until next time, keep digging for knowledge. Yeah.